Welcome to Redefining Balance for Working Moms podcast, where we believe life balance is possible. Uh, Yes, even for you. You might just have to redefine what it looks like for yourself. I'm your host, fellow working mom and founder of Your Life Rocks, Jenny Stemmerman. Each week, I'll bring you practical, real-life tips to help you focus on the things that matter most in life and be the best version of yourself in every area that God has called you to. Ready to redefine what balance looks like for you and your life? Let's go. Hey there, I'm so glad that you're here to hang out with us today because today we are focusing in on your career. Now, we haven't done a career episode in some time, and given the state of the world that we are in post-COVID or in the middle of COVID, I think a lot of us are either reevaluating what we are currently doing for work, or maybe we find ourselves in a situation where we're almost forced to be looking for something new, something different, and something that can really be using our God-given talents in the best way possible. And that is what we're going to be diving into today. Today, I'm joined by our special guest, and I know you guys are going to love hearing from her. Her name is Sonia Cameron, and she's a published author and blogger that writes to encourage career individuals in transition. Her goal is to inspire those wanting more out of their life's purpose to find their job and their dreams. Now, even if you are listening to this podcast and you're thinking... I don't necessarily want to be changing careers or jobs. I'm fine just right where I'm at. This episode is still for you because everything that Sonia is going to go into with us today is really about seeking God in our work. And I think that that is a message that all of us can be learning from. It's something that we can all really apply to our current situation, whether it is moving up in our current company, looking for a new opportunity, or staying right where we are. Now, one of the things I really love about Sonia is that she is an author and she is a blogger, but in addition to that, she works in corporate America and has for the last 25 years. Her current position she holds is in information technology with a firm located in North Carolina. Throughout her career, Sonia has experienced numerous peaks and valleys that have led her through several transitionary periods. Now, wanting to share some of these experiences to help encourage and empower other people, she started her blog, Bless the Work, back in 2010, which I think is really, really incredible. And then just this last May, she released her first book on Amazon titled, God, Please Help Me Find a Job, 21 Prayers for the Job Seeker. And the thing I love about her book is it truly is a guide not just a book to read through, but a guide that's separated in ways that really makes it useful for you to be able to apply it right to you. And she's going to talk about that a little bit as she has five tips for all of us and what to do when we're looking for our career transition. I know you're going to love her. She loves to cook. And we're going to be talking about some cooking on the show as well. So she's a real deal working mom, just like us. And I know you're going to be blessed by all of the wisdom she has to share. So without further ado, let's get into my conversation with Sonia. Sonia, welcome to the Redefining Balance podcast. I am beyond delighted to have you on today. And I just know that our audience is going to be so blessed. But before we get into all of the wisdom that you have to share, tell our audience a little bit more about who you are. Okay. I'm uh, the blogger from blessthework.com and also the author of God, Please Help Me Find a Job, 21 Prayers for the Job Seeker. I live in North Carolina. A beautiful place. And I'm a mother of two. And I also work outside of the home as a technical support engineer for a firm in Research Triangle Park. 
North Carolina. And uh, one of the things that, that I enjoy doing is cooking. And my boys love my cooking. And uh, they are extremely excited to come home to a meal that I prepared. So I would um, be excited to, to come home to a meal too. <laughs> How old are your kids? I have an 18 year old and a 15 year old. Oh yeah. Both boys. Both boys. Yeah. Both I'm boys. sure they love to eat. Mine are 11, 15 and I am not a good cook and I cannot fill them up ever. So what's your secret? What is your favorite thing to cook for your kids that they love? My favorite thing to cook is actually fried chicken and um, I've taught and, and fried fish too. They, we, we eat, you know, pretty good fried foods. Fried foods are a little bit healthier if you cook them at home. But my youngest son, this summer, I taught him how to fry fish and he does a really good job at it. I was impressed. I really was. He, one day he came home and I was still, I work from home. So I was still online working and he was like, mom, I'm hungry right now. And I said, well, I can't cook right now, but give me a few minutes. And he was like, can I cook? And I was like, give me about 30 minutes and, you know, I'll come down and supervise. And by the time I got downstairs, he had already washed the fish, seasoned the fish, spreaded the fish, had the oil on and was ready to go. That's so, amazing. I know, right? You've got like impressed. a sous chef. You know, it's funny on this show, when we talk about parenting, we always talk about like the things that we need to equip our kids to be like good adults. Good mm-hmm. job. <laughs> You're like yeah. teaching them how to cook something that's amazing. That's incredible. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, re- I'm very elated that he, he has a good grasp of the utensils in the kitchen and can know his way around the kitchen. Yeah. That's amazing. That's amazing. I love fried fish. I don't know if I would be brave enough to try fried chicken, but fried fish, I think I might be able to try this last weekend. My husband cooked fried crawfish tails and hmm. that was pretty good, but I was like, it is messy. <laughs> Having oh. all of the breading and the frying, it like made such a mess of the kitchen. I'm like, I don't know. This, this yeah. is a lot, <laughs> but it's worth it. It's worth it was it, delicious. It? Yeah, it is. It was amazing. Amazing. Well, as much as we could talk probably about cooking all day today, we are here to talk about how to help people equip them to look for their next job or even really blessing them right where they are. I know you and I were having a conversation before we started into the interview that the thing that I love about everything that you do is while it's focused on helping people find the next job that they're at, it really provides so much encouragement for people who maybe aren't looking for a new job. Maybe they're looking for a promotion within their current company that they're in, or they're just needing to get through the day with their work. I I love everything that you do because I feel like it's very practical, but it really is enlightening and, and helping people to focus on the things that matter. Now, being that you work in IT, correct? That's correct. So tell me a little bit about your journey that happened from going from being a working mom, working in IT to now blessing women with this other skill set that you have. Well, I started, it, it all started back in 2008, 2007, 2008. I was actually, 2007, I was actually fired from a job and I, I, I was like lost for a little bit. And I decided 
that, hey, I'm going to find another job. No matter what, I'm going to find another job. And I did. I found another job. And, you know, all my friends were amazed because they were like, how did you find a job during a recession? Like, how does that work? What do you, what did you do? And so I, um, instead of started just telling the story over and over again, I decided I would start a blog and that I would blog about my journey and the ups and downs in my career, the interview process and how that worked. And it just budded from there. And, you know, I'm still blogging and still writing prayers. And so I started writing prayers around that same time just to encourage people because, you know, it's it's a struggle sometimes to work in corporate America. And so I wanted to encourage others and allow them the freedom to express themselves when talking to God and just give them the words to say until they found their own words to say. Because I feel like the foundation of having a good career is having a good relationship with God. Like he will lead you and guide you to where you should be and where you will prosper and flourish. Amen to that. That is incredible. Now, <laughs> this is my next question. This this question, I think I'm very interested to hear your answer because it's it's hard to balance life when you are working full-time, when you have kids, when you have all of the other parts of life that, that kind of go into that. But then you also are writing books and you have your blog and you have all of this other stuff that you do. You're talking to me today on the podcast. So how do you define balance with all the things that God has called you to? Well, first of all, it is all about communication. For me, if if I don't spend about five minutes a day communicating with God, just either listening, spending time in his presence, listening, or actually talking to him about what's going on in my life, then I feel like out of balance because God is the rock solid foundation on which my life is built. Like if I don't have him, then I'm really out of balance. And the how I know that I'm out of balance is because when I feel a sense of fear, like fear is the opposite of faith. And so when I feel that fear coming on me, fear about, you know, am I performing well on my job or fear about, you know, my children, are they going to be safe? Fear about the pandemic, Am I going to get the coronavirus? I mean, any any of that fear, it, if it comes upon me, then I know that I'm out of balance and I know that I need to spend time in the presence of God, listening and talking to him, communicating with him. So that communication is the foundation on which my life is built, that foundation, that rock solid foundation, because I know that he is always with me and with him, all things are possible including balance. I love it. That is so, so, so true. I mean, when we talk about balance here at Your Life Rocks, I don't know if you've you've listened to many of our podcast episodes in the past, but we really talk about there's three pillars to balance. And the first one is you have to have God first. Like I, I don't know how you would have a balanced life without a true relationship with Jesus, where you're giving all of your burdens to him, the stress, and just really having that faith. I mean, I just don't know how it's possible without it. So I totally agree with you. Having that time to communicate with God and just to listen and to wait on him and to talk to him. Like, I I don't know how it's possible without that. So 
Amazing. Amazing. And I love to your, your kind of your barometer to know when you're out of balance too. I think that that's so important to have that barometer and then know exactly what to do. The moment that you start to feel that fear come in, know that the answer is to, to get into that deeper communication. I mean, for me, I can tell you a story. Like this is a, this is a story from my career. Um, like I said, in 2007, I was fired from my job. And for me, I was embarrassed and ashamed and fearful that I would never find another job. And I did something that was not well that I probably could go to hell for. <laughs> I went on an interview and I lied. Mm. And I told them that I was laid off instead of that I was fired. And that night when I got home, I could not sleep. I paced the floor. I was just distraught. I was like, how can I lie? You know, I'm a Christian. I'm supposed to be a faith walker. I'm supposed to do everything right. I'm supposed to walk in integrity. How can I lie to these people? Needless to say, I didn't get the job. And I prayed and I repented. I was like, God, okay, I lied. But the next interview, if you allow me to get the next interview, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to tell the truth. I'm just going to stay in my truth and be honest, be totally honest. So um, I did get another interview and went on the interview. And the guy that interviewed me, he was very nice to me. He was, you know, not condescending at all. And when I told him that I had been fired, he was like, well, you were there for quite a while and you came highly recommended. I was like, I did? He was like, yeah, um, Jennifer, I'm going to give her a fake name. Jennifer um, recommended you highly and said that you were a good person and to work with. You were um, a diligent worker and we want to hire you. I was like, really? <laughs> so, <laughs> so anyway, um, so we started a hiring process and I got hired. And on the way home, I was like, who is Jennifer, right? Like, who is, who is this person? And it came to mind that Jennifer was a young lady that I had coffee with on my old job where I got fired from. And um, she, we just... Every morning I would see her like, hi, how you doing? Let's get some Java in us so we can make it through the day. And that was it. Like, that's really all she knew about me was that I was happy in the morning time. And, you know, and God just orchestrated that, you know, just through just through my feeling guilty and repenting. He just orchestrated that. And that's why I said that communication with God, even though I was ashamed and fearful, I was came to be in balance in a place where I could say, hey, I was fired, you know, and I wasn't afraid anymore. Wow. Afraid that I wouldn't get hired. What a beautiful illustration of his grace too. You know, like it's, it's, it's from that position of like, just forgive me. I did wrong. And then not only was there forgiveness, but then blessing on an abundance over the top of that. You know, I, I, he's such a great God. He's such a great God. Well, today we're here to talk about five tips that you've put together to help us in the job search. And like I said, even if someone's not on the job search, I think that these tips that you've put together and prepared for us are really going to bless people in a huge way. So 
let's talk about number one. Number number one um, tip that you have for us is researching your wins. Talk to us a little bit about why this is important and how we can do it because I think this is a hard one for many of us. Yeah, um, a lot of times in our careers we don't focus on our wins. We don't take notice and record our wins, but this is something that is helpful in your career, especially on a weekly basis that you should say, okay, this week I did something great for the company. And when you record those wins, not only will they help you in your next, in your career transition, but they help you in your performance reviews as well. So, you know, even though you may not be looking for a job, when it's time for performance reviews, you have like a list of your wins. You can go to your manager and say, hey, I did this right. I did this right. I improved, you know, the company's sales this way. I satisfied the customer this way. And I saved us, you know, saved the company this amount of money. It's important to make note of your wins because a lot of times we beat up on ourselves and say, mm-hmm. and, you know, I could do a better job and this is, a, this is what I could do better. This is how I need to improve. But we don't focus on our wins as much as, you know, as our challenges, so to say. Yeah, that's so absolutely true. And I, I love this tip because like you said, it's really easy to focus on the things that maybe we're not doing so well, but this is like drops in the bucket for any time that we need to even negotiate in our current position, whether it's for a pay increase or more flexibility or whatever that looks like. But I think for me, this is, this has always been a hard one because even though I know I should do it and I think, you know, it's, part of like a weekly routine to look back over the last week and think about the wins. Where do you recommend people recording that? Just like on an ongoing Google document or on their calendar? Like what's that practical piece to this? There's several ways you could do it. You can keep it in a Word doc somewhere on on your PC, or you can uh, also, like, like you said, Google Docs, any place. It's almost like journaling for the week almost. And, you know, I did A, B, C, and D this week. And um, over time, you'll see that it's beneficial, both in your confidence, it'll give you confidence in, like you said, approaching your manager for negotiating your salary. It'll give you confidence, even if you are involuntarily unemployed, you know, you have some materials that will take you to the next position that you can tell your next employer, hey, I did this. And and it gives you confidence in knowing that you have accomplished a lot, not just, you know, been a working stiff and drag yourself into work every day. You actually accomplish something. Yeah, I love that. I love that so much. All right, ladies. So that means we need to put on our calendar once a week our SOP, our standard operating practice to go in to our Word doc or our Google doc and just write like what's one great thing that you did for the company that particular week. I love that. All right, let's go on to step number two. Hey, sorry to interrupt the show, but I wanted to make sure that you knew of a free resource available to you to provide more tips and inspiration as a working mom. We've taken our Your Life Rocks message to YouTube. So not only can you find all of the podcast episodes separated by area of life, but every single Thursday we release a new video on a topic that we think will be beneficial to you. 
You can subscribe by clicking in the link in the show description or going to yourliferocks.com forward slash YouTube. I hope that you go and check it out. And thanks for subscribing. Now back to the show. So step number two is take a baby step every day towards your career goal. And this is really for those who are in transition more so, or, or even if they don't like their job, one of the things you can do is say every, every week or every day, I'm going to do something to point me in, in the direction of my next position. If that's just networking or, you know, pinging someone or talking to an ex-coworker or if it's sending an email, just something small you know, filling out an application at a different company, just one thing every day, you know, you say, hey, I'm going to take five minutes and do this one thing. And eventually over time, that builds up into a lot of things that you have moved toward your goal, a lot of steps that you have taken to move toward your goal for your next role. Or, you know, even if you take some training in your current role, that's moving you towards your next role. So taking a baby step every day towards your career goal is imperative to making changes and imperative to improving your career. And I so love this. And I know that you put together like this 21 day action item list. Like, so every single day, it's just like one small action for 21 days. And that's going to be inside Life Balance membership. And people can also get it on your website. And I am looking at it right now. And it's so incredible because some of these things are for like when you're looking to make a change, but some of these are things that I think we all kind of have in the back of our head, like, oh, I should be doing this because we all have career goals. You know, even if we're in our dream job, we might want to be growing in that dream job in the next, you know, three to five years. Um, But these things are all super duper helpful, you know, to be able to do that. So thank you so much for providing this for our members and for putting this list together because it's, it's genius. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate the compliment. Yeah, um, I created that 21 days of preparation basically to give a checklist to say, okay, you know, if I find myself in transition, these are things I can do every day. And it's it's been beneficial to a lot of the members that read my blog on a weekly basis. The third thing is to pick a scripture to encourage yourself. Now, this is something that I've done personally, and it's been very beneficial to me in my personal walk in my career. And basically, the scripture that I chose was 1 Corinthians 2 and 9, what no eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no human mind has conceived the things that God has prepared for those who love him. And I put that scripture on my mirror. I just took a dry erase marker, put it on the mirror in my bathroom. I put that scripture on the refrigerator. So when I go to the refrigerator, I see the scripture. I put that scripture in my wallet where my credit cards and my debit cards are. And I I put that scripture in my car, just everywhere I post the scripture. So if I'm having a day where I'm out of balance, and I'm feeling, you know, like, you know, some of those days I, I just can't do anything right, you know, what with me. Then mm-hmm. I see that scripture and it, you know, snaps me back to, you know, God is on my side, you know, yes. and God is preparing something for me 
that no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no human mind has conceived, right? So it just builds my faith. I so love that. My verse that I always go to is Hebrews 11, 1. Now faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Yeah. 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 Awesome. In fact, awesome. my husband and I, we, um, when we started a company together, our LLC name is 11-1 Entertainment <laughs> because awesome. we wanted to root it in the word of God. And, and that's always been my career verse. So I was like, you know what? Like, because the here's, and this is why I love this tip that you have with rooting it in scripture is because it is so easy to get caught up in the emotion of a moment or the emotion of the day, especially when we are looking for the job search. I mean, because there's so much emotion that goes into that. And am I good enough? Or are they going to like me? And is this really the right move? Like there's so much that can consume us. But when we can stay rooted in the word and when we can look to him as that foundation of strength, it resolves all of that anxiety. Absolutely. Absolutely. And emotions of the job seeker is one of the sections in my book, God, please help me find a job. 21 prayers for the job seeker. And I have prayers in that book, just addressing those different emotions like anxiety and fear and depression and just praying and talking to God about it can give us peace and can give us balance. And that's why I put it in the book because actually I put that as the first things in the book because I felt like to address the emotions would be to kill whatever is at the root problem of a person having difficulty in finding a job. So, you know, once we address that root issue, then we can go on and talk about the interview, the resume, you know, and the job search process. But in order to get the person in a frame of mind where they can approach God about getting a job, they first have to address the emotions of, you know, a job seeker. Oh, I love that. And I love that you have broken out your book in that way to kind of be really practical in serving people right where they're at, because you're right when your emotions, I always say when your emotions are high, logic goes out the window and we need to be, you know, fully focused when we're looking for that next career step for us. So I love that. What other sections of the book do you have kind of separated out with the prayers? So it starts out with the emotions of the job seeker and then the status of the job seeker, or I talk about the brand new job seeker or a freelancer or the fire job seeker, which I can identify with, and the long long time job seeker or the temporary employee who wants to find full-time employment. Then I move on to the next section, which talks about the needs of their job seeker which approaches decision-making for job seekers or a job seeker wanting to relocate or someone wanting to change careers or a job seeker who wants to work remotely instead of going into the office all the time. And then the last section in my book is about the job search process, you know, starting out with a job seeker that needs connections or networking and making connections with people because that's one of the best ways to get a job is to network and talk to people that you know and explain to them that you're in career transition and you never know who knows who, you know, and the best way to get into a company 
is to get, give your resume to someone who works there who can hand your resume to the hiring manager. Actually, that's how I got my last job. I talked to a friend of mine and she said, oh, wow, they are hiring. Send me your resume. I sent her a resume and the manager called me right away. We had an over-the-phone interview. The next thing I know, she was inviting me to come on to the site to um, interview with the team. So, yeah, so there's a lot of different prayers in here. In the job search process, we talk about the job seeker's resume, preparing for the interview, what to do when you receive the job offer, giving thanks for the job, and finally, walking in excellence once you get the job. Oh, I love that. I love that you're serving like, like this is the thing that I love about the book is that you very much know exactly where someone is when they're doing the job search and you've met them right where they're at to give them exactly what they need and the prayers that they need for that particular stage that they're in or the situations that they're facing, which I think is such a gift. Yeah. I was led to write this book during the pandemic, actually. Um, You know, even though I've been blogging for a while and I've been wanting to write a book and actually I had started on a manuscript earlier, but this book was a passion project that just came out of when I heard that 17 million people had lost their job. I was just torn. I was like, God, what can I do? What can I do to help these people? And it just came to me to write a book. And I just started writing and writing. And I was actually distracted from my, you know, regular salary job because it was just on my mind all the time. So I took some time off work and I checked into a hotel. Nobody was there, by the way. Nobody. (laughs) (laughs) I checked into a hotel and all I did was pray and write, you know, shower, eat, pray and write. And um, that was for a few days. And then I finished it up, got it edited and started uh, the process of getting people to review it and then actually publishing it myself. That's amazing. That's amazing that God called you to do that and then just provided the inspiration because it's hard (laughs) to write a book. And, but when you get like that divine download, like, you know, this is what you're called to do. And obviously really blessed to do. So thank you for taking that time and doing that. Now I know you have got two more tips for us. And the next one I'm super excited to talk about because this one comes up a lot in our community, which is about dreaming big and dreaming for your career. So let's talk about this one a little bit. Yeah. um, Basically, when a lot of times we are a little, well, as women, we, we, sometimes we dumb down our dreams. Like we, you know, just want to do just enough to, you know, make enough salary to feed the family and, you know, contribute to the household and stuff. But it's, it's, takes it to another level when you dare to dream big, when you dare to say, what does my dream job look like? Because, you know, an opportunity, this is an opportunity to give God a chance to work in your life and help you create the dream job, you know, and you have to ask yourself the questions, well, where do I want to work? Where do I see myself working? Where do I see myself contributing what is my greatest gift and what is my passion and how how do I feel or see myself contributing to the world 
Like, what, what does that look like? And you have to spend time with God, spend time in the presence of God to, like you said, get that download, get that inspiration. And once you have that in your mind and in your heart, then you can take action and take action towards that goal. But if you never dream and you don't dream big, then you can't accomplish something big. Yes, 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 yes. Now, this is the thing that comes up often in our our community that we have here at Your Life Rocks is people who, they don't know what to dream. Like they don't even know where to start with their dream. Like they, they have a job that provides for the family, but they don't necessarily maybe love it. It doesn't bring them joy. It just kind of serves the purpose of the paycheck. Um, and they wish that it provided joy, but they just like are kind of at a loss. Like, I don't even know what that would look like or what I would want to do. And sometimes I think that, that we kind of think, well, maybe I'm just not built that way. Maybe I'm not an ambitious person who does dream. Do you feel like ambition and career is something for everybody or only a select few? No, 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 absolutely. You have to be able to see yourself as God sees you and God sees you as his best creation. Like you have to see yourself as God sees you. He can do exceedingly abundantly above all you could ever ask or think, even in your career. And you can't, you can't, you got to take the limits off of God. Can't just, you know, dumb down yourself or, dumb down your position or, you know, just do just the basics. You have to reach out and that's where faith comes in. You have to exercise your faith, just like your body. You have to move your body to keep healthy. You have to exercise your faith. And that's where the dreaming is. Dreaming, the ambition or what we're talking about is dreaming is, is basically exercising your faith. And believe in for more. I love you know? that. And one thing I, I, I want to touch on too is I think sometimes when we think about dreaming big or having ambition, it has to be tied to like a salary or a big title, but it doesn't necessarily have to be that way. Do you agree with that? Do you feel like sometimes maybe the dream is to have a job that you enjoy that provides you flexibility with your family? Or a job that allows you to share the gospel to people who you would never otherwise get to to come in contact with. Right. Maybe you get right. to in the office. Um, right. And so I just want to encourage people too that when we talk about dreaming for your career, it's not. I mean, it might be that you're dreaming for like to be the CEO or COO or CFO or something like that of a company, or it could be that you know you want a job that you absolutely brings you joy to go to but it's like 3 days a week <laughs> so you can really right. be with your kids the other days or you know what i mean like i think that that we need to rethink sometimes too what it means to dream in our career right i mean or maybe being in business for yourself yeah like it may not be a job per se it may be wherein you you are doing something independently you know or writing a book like I did, you know, that, that was one of my desires. And it wasn't until I got that inspiration that I actually did it. Like I tried my hand at it and it just wasn't flowing. But when I finally hit that, I guess you would call it a pain point where I was like, man, this is horrible. All these people losing their jobs. And I just started 
you know, writing and, and writing and writing. I mean, it just flowed out of me. And the same thing can happen when you're dreaming. You know, you, you might start out and it might be a struggle thinking of where your their place is. But once you start, once you start and you tap into God, he will download those things that you are designed to do. And he will also orchestrate the place where you need to be, the people you need to connect to. He will guide you. And that's that's part of the dreaming process is, you know, who should I connect to God? You know, where should I be? And sometimes sometimes it's all about location and not necessarily your physical location, but location online too. You know, where where what podcasts are you listening to? Right? Mm-hmm. Are you listening to, you know, wh- whatever you're listening to, is that in line with your dream? Yeah. Yeah. So good. So, so good. And, and I think some of it too is, is God's timing and just, you know, knowing that sometimes when we are waiting on the Lord, like that is where our faith gets built in that perseverance of the waiting. So that's beautiful. Now that kind of brings us back to where we started and also your fifth tip. So talk to us a little bit about this. Yeah. Well, this fifth tip is Spending time with God. And I know as moms, sometimes we we are in a rush a lot of times, a lot of times, especially um, when your children are smaller. It's, it's, it's sometimes difficult to get some time to spend with God. And, but my practice is at least five minutes. You know, if, it, if it's just when you wake up in the morning, say, God, I'm going to do five minutes. I'm going to, you know read the 23rd Psalm and just know that you are my shepherd and I shall not want, you know, just spend five minutes just focusing on God and talking to God and then listening. I mean, you can spend one minute talking and four minutes listening, but just having that particular time, it will bless you throughout the week, you know, and it will take you back to Whenever you're feeling stressful or fearful, you know, when you come into that time again, it will help you realize that God is your foundation and Mm. everything stems from him. Amen. Amen. And, you know, it reminds me of something that you said early on when we were talking about your book and, and your blog that you have, which is providing words for prayer for people until they find their own. And you know, I think that this is such a beautiful blessing of your book is when we're communicating with God. I feel like sometimes when we're so overwhelmed, when emotion is so high, when we just feel beat up and we come before God and not that we even need to say anything, just coming before God, you know, in itself humbly is amazing. But sometimes we are just like, I don't even know what prayer to pray. I don't know what words to use. I just am so lost but this is where I think it's so beautiful to have your book because it does inspire those words of prayer. Right. And absolutely. All of the prayers in my book are scriptural based because God's word will not return to him void. Like if you use God's word to pray, he's going to watch over his word to perform it. So, you know, you can't lose by praying the word of God. <laughs> you can't lose. You know, you, you only benefit. It's such a great success strategy for more than just the job hunt, but really for 
having a balanced life for completing our soul and, and making every single day great. Well, Sonia, it's been such a blessing to have you on and sharing your wisdom with everybody else. God definitely has his hand on your life. And I just pray that he continues to use you as a, his hands and feet in this world. And I just want to encourage you that you are definitely doing God's work and you are blessing and changing lives with the gifts that he's given you. So thank you so much for being brave enough for putting those gifts into action. Thank you. Thank you. I give God all the glory. I knew you would say that. (laughs) (laughs) Now, where can people find your book? Where can they learn more about you? Okay. Um, They can find my book on Amazon. Everybody knows Amazon. Um, They can just search find a job or they can search Sonia Cameron. My name is spelled S-O-N-I as an ice cream, A as an alpha, Cameron, C-A-M as in Mary, E as an echo, R as in radio, O as an ocean, N as in Nancy, Sonia Cameron. So if you search that, my book will come up. They can also connect with me via my website. Uh, my website is blessthework.com. That's B-L-E-S-S-T-H-E-W-O-R-K as in kangaroo. So they can go to blessthework.com. On there, they can see a lot of the prayers that I've written. They can see a link to Amazon where they can buy my book. Um, they can see different podcasts that I've been on, interviews there. And there's a video there with Psalms 23, uh, the 23rd Psalms, as it pertains to your career. There's a lot of resources there. There's the download for the 21-day preparation uh, checklist. So that's a good site. That's a good resource for them to access. And I'm also on Instagram at Bless the Work, on Instagram and on Facebook at Bless the Work as well. Fantastic. And we will link to everything that Sonia just mentioned, including her book in the description for the show notes. So you guys can just look down below wherever you're listening this in the description, click on that link and grab her book. I know it will bless you in amazing ways. Sonia, thank you so much for coming on the show and for sharing with us today. Thank you, Jenny, for having me. Hey, just because the episode's over doesn't mean we have to stop hanging out. Head on over to Instagram and follow me there. You can find me at your.life.rocks. Or if you're more of a Facebook kind of girl, join our community of working Christian moms just like you. You can search Your Life Rocks over on Facebook and connect with us there. And if you're ready to truly create lasting balance and get results in your life, maybe it's time for you to join Life Balance Membership. Download the Your Life Rocks app in iTunes or in Google Play. You can upgrade to the membership right inside the app. And if you're looking for more resources to help you create more balance, head on over to yourliferocks.com.